Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Sasha Bentley, who is running for state house representative in Washington. Man, has it been a week. (laughs) I can't even talk about what's going on in the world because I have no idea. I've been too worried about keeping my own stuff together to notice anyone else's nonsense. I'm not going to list all my woes and complaints here because the only thing worse than having woes and complaints is being forced to listen to someone else's. I'm just going to say that at one point this week, my husband was lying in the floor asking the universe, who let us be adults? One question that I often ask candidates is, how do you get everything done? And I really don't mean it in a how do you have time to work campaign and fix a hot meal every night for your family kind of question because, hello, sexism. I ask because I really want to know. Life comes at you hard and fast sometimes, and these women are volunteering to take on that and so much more. It's mind-blowing to me that after the conclusion of a long campaign, more people don't lose their freaking minds. I know that I'm ready to throw it all in and start a new life as a sheep herder at least once a week. So clearly they've got something figured out that I do not yet. Guess what, y'all? She's Running has its first sponsor. Are you or a friend running for office? Are you struggling with learning how to use Van to keep track of your conversations with voters? Do you need a map of your district with precinct information? Good news. DataDiva.net is the answer to all of your data needs. DataDiva.net is designed to help candidates, especially new ones, navigate the data needed to run a modern grassroots campaign. Talking to voters won't help if you can't get them to the polls on election day. Services include easy-to-follow webinars, tech support, van administration, map creation, and skills training. The Data Diva has been teaching for over 20 years, working on Democratic campaigns for 14 and in data for 8. She's managed Van in five states and on two continents for Democratic campaigns, unions, and progressive organizations, teaching hundreds of people how to use Van to keep track of voters and volunteers. And datadiva.net offers discounts for local campaigns and candidates from underrepresented groups. Visit datadiva.net for more information and like her on Facebook for free campaign tips. Datadiva.net, big help with big data. So the first thing right off the bat is I need to know about this democracy card game that you created. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I one of the reasons that I got involved in public service was the voter turnout in the last election and midterm and local elections before that, too. But, you know, for such an important election, it was it was that much harder to see the voter turnout. And I was thinking of ways to inspire people to vote and uh, realize the power of their vote and did the little research and didn't see much out there for kind of more fun, tangible tools. There are some, you know, digital online games and things like that, but nothing like this. So we, my husband and I created a card game that really goes over the entire uh, system of democracy. So you learn about getting out the vote, you learn about all of how government works and how hard it is sometimes to get things done and, um, you know, ways that people get caught up and things like that, just everything there is to know. Um, And then also there's a part about the game that's about the political parties. So you actually see 
the platforms kind of side by side, you can see what the two major political parties of our country believe in um, based on issues. So you can kind of put the card side by side and see what the Republicans think about, uh, I guess, healthcare, for example, and what the Democrats think. And that was another thing about the, I guess, campaign season is this kind of false equivalency of the parties. And they're actually quite different on paper. And so I kind of wanted to also create a way for people to learn about the political parties. So it's, a, it's an all-in-one game where really if you learn the game, you walk away knowing everything you need to know about civics and, and the people's role in democracy and how important it is. And um, so the game is made and we're just, we're just at the point where we're getting it out there and wanting people to play and we're excited. <laughs> so I guess it's a game for adults, not kids? You know, it is 14 and up. Um, we would love to make kind of a more simpler version for maybe elementary school age children. Um, and you can simplify this game to play with your kids. Um, once you learn the game, you know, the, the reading level might be a little higher when it comes to the platform legislation cards, because, you know, you're really learning about policy, I guess. And, um, but you can simplify it and just say, okay, this is about healthcare. Okay, this is about, um, you know, the environment. So there is a way to simplify it um, mm -hmm. for children that can under that can still understand. And of course, children get games so quickly that you know they might catch on faster than the adults sometimes. <laughs> but um, I also, you know, see it as a tool for neighbors to play with each other or people in the same family just that might have different views because it kind of creates a safer space to have these difficult discussions about um, policy and, and how, you know, how we feel differently about it and maybe create a safe space for a conversation about it too. Fantastic. So I've clearly got a ton of questions for you, <laughs> okay. but let's go ahead and get you introduced. So who are you and for what are you running? My name is Sasha Bentley. I'm running for Washington State House of Representatives, Legislative District 14, Position 1. And where in the state is that located? So it's South Central Washington. It's a very large district, and uh, the largest um, city is Yakima. And so we have half of Yakima County. Uh, the other half is LD15. And then we also have all of Klickitat County, Skamania County, which are pretty rural counties. Um, Skamania is known for their, uh, their history with forestry. Uh, Klickitat right now has a boom with aerospace, um, but they're still pretty rural counties. And then there's also three precincts in Clark County, which um, is the county where Vancouver is. Um, so it's not, I don't have Vancouver, but I have three precincts in Clark. So it's a very large district. <laughs> And you said you're running for position one. So there's more than, I guess there's more than one. Yeah, there's actually, we have two House representatives in this district, and they're both up this year. And the other um, House seat, there is a Democrat, a young Democrat running, and we are um, teaming up for a listening tour in April to travel around the district and really hear from the people. So um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So why did you decide to run? Well, I decided to run because I think my position in state government will allow me to really address social and economic inequalities at an institutional level. 
um, you know, it was after the 2016 election that I kind of realized the responsibility I have and the skills and experience that I have are the exact kind that I feel we need in government. I, I'm passionate about public service. I believe elected office is where I can create the most change, again, from that kind of root level. And our country has been divided for pretty much as long as I can remember. And so I also want to help kind of bridge the divide and bring individuals and communities together so we can focus on common ground and get things done for really the better of the people. What's your day job? You you're, you have a background in nonprofit work, right? So I did start a nonprofit last year. I wanted to do more locally um, for my community organizing and advocacy, but my the longest part of my career was working in law offices as a paralegal and office manager. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took my experiences from that to start consulting. Um, I also did the work for those law firms of kind of revamping their systems to become more electronic and um, just streamline workflows and create automation. So, you know, I'm all about efficiency, the, the quickest and best accurate way we could do things the better. So I've been doing a little consulting, but, um, you know, I also, it's, I jump around from so many things. I also just call myself an entrepreneur because I have the, the nonprofit that I did last year, you know, the card game, um, and then the consulting. So uh, that's kind of my day job is being an entrepreneur and, and trying to make it all, all work. So why did you decide to go for state house instead of something more local or even more national? So I think, I mean, local government is extremely important. And we had local government elections last year, and we were able to flip our city council to progressive, uh, majority progressive and majority women. And I had an opportunity to run for that city council seat because I do li live in city limits. But I just had my sights set on this state race. I really want to, um, you know, be involved in a lot of the decision making at the state level. Local governments have a lot of decision making to do, but there's some areas that they will never get into. And so I'd mm -hmm. love to kind of get into that at the state level. Um, and I mean, I might be in, uh, looking for a national office at one point, but I really think that this race is exactly where I need to be now to make the most change for me locally, for the people that live in this district. I think that national politics is is kind of back and forth. And I think that if we start talking to the people about the issues we care about, we don't have to go so much back and forth at the state level. And we can ensure that Washington, Washingtonians, at least, kind of have um, you know, a state government that's always going to be working exactly for their issues and, and what they're facing. Have you always been political? Um, I guess so. It started midway through high school. I actually moved from California to Idaho. And so that was kind of um, a, a culture shock in a way, although we were in a, kind of a more liberal part of Idaho. It was still very different, a smaller town. And it was right after the uh, George W. Bush run his won his reelection, and my family decided to do something about it that, at that point. So we actually created wristbands. The Live Strong wristbands were very popular at that point, and mm -hmm. they said, 
I did not vote for Bush. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, because it's kind of, and they were black, so it was kind of like, it wasn't supposed to be like an in-your-face MAGA hat or anything. It was just supposed to be like, you know, kind of a quiet protest, you know, reminding people that George W. Bush didn't have this, you know, majority mandate of where he could do anything. There was also a lot of people in the country that didn't vote for him. And we ended Mm -hmm. up raising... $50,000 and donated it all to progressive organizations that were fighting some of, um, yeah, George Bush's worst policies. Um, So that's kind of what started it for me because I was at high school at that point. And like I said, I moved from California to Idaho. So it's kind of finding my voice as well um, and how to, you know, stand up for things that I was hearing. And that momentum took me to a political science degree at University of Washington. And I also got a minor in women's studies. And I think that that's important for our elected officials to uh, just realize the institutional and structural level of these inequalities of race, gender, and class, especially. And then I got involved in law because I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to law school and I wanted to check it out first. And I fell in love with the business side more. So um, I stayed in law, but it, and it did take me the election, honestly, to realize that elected office is where I maybe should have been, but definitely should be. What has the process of running been like for you so far? It's been very interesting. Um, you know, I met with a previous legislator before I even announced and she gave me the best advice which was to make sure that I own the campaign and it's you know it's my campaign and I I'm authentic about everything and that's exactly what I need to do in this kind of hard to win race where consultants might not understand the district and they might not um, know, know the district to be able to really I guess figure out what the campaign situation is going to be like. So I've done a I have a really great team of supporters, actually mostly women helping me. Um, a lot of them don't have campaign experience, but they're just plugging in exactly where they can use their, you know, their skills and experiences to help me. But a lot of this is so far has been, you know, me just managing my own campaign. And I, see other races that are getting their campaign managers right away. So there are some differences from what I've, I've seen other races do. And so that might be the hardest part, um, just not comparing myself to other campaigns, but just remaining authentic and owning this campaign. You know, it's only March. We have a long way to go till even the primary in August. And so, um, yeah, I just I, I feel like it's important to to stay true to myself. And I'm just grateful for the support that I have locally to help me with that. And why is this race going to be tough to win? Well, the district has voted for um, Republicans for at least the last decade. But at the same time, I'm not sure a Democrat has really run a serious race. And of course, there have been Democrats that have been serious about running. But what I mean by serious is just, you know, raising that money and getting out mm-hmm. there, um, you know, having this much time. I'm not sure if anyone's uh, declared so early. You know, it, it's it's very rural. It's so it's going to be hard to reach some people. But um, there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of people that vote 
that switch their vote, so independents that aren't necessarily Republicans every year. And this is becoming a more exciting race because the incumbent who I thought I was running against actually stepped down a couple weeks ago. And so just the fact that there's not an incumbent anymore makes it much more exciting for for me as a Democrat running in this district. Um, even though, of course, there's still other Republican candidates that are stepping up, um, I really it's seeming like I'm going to be the Democratic candidate. And so if I can get out there and talk to as many people as possible about the issues that they face, you know, I think we have a real chance. You don't have any other Democrats running right now? Not in this race. No, the other um, House seat that I mentioned earlier does have two Democrats against running against the incumbent there. Mm -hmm. But since this incumbent stepped down, there are some Republicans that are are stepping up. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So how can people get involved with your campaign? Well, oh, there's so many ways. My website, SashaForState.com, there's a place to donate. Of course, we're at the, I mean, I know this won't go out, but we're at the end of the month and we're really going to hit our goal to make us, to prove that we are a serious race. Um, and there's a place to sign up to volunteer. You know, there's a lot of ways to help locally, but even if people aren't so local, there's, there's still ways to plug in. There are so many candidates around this country that, that need your help, but, um, you know, I'm one of them. So, yeah, just go to <laughs> SashaForState.com and, uh, yeah, you can learn more about me as well. And you can also just get in contact with me directly, anyone, um, and we can plug you into to what you're passionate about and what you have the time for. What are the issues that are facing the people of your district the most right now? I think economic is one of the the most important that we need to be talking about. And that encompasses so many things like affordable housing. That's an issue that's up in Yakima as well as where I live in the gorge. And I personally, as an entrepreneur, believe in small business. And so if we can... and small business helps rural areas thrive. And so if I can help um, support small businesses, that would help the whole entire district, as well as big agriculture. Yakima Valley is an incredible agricultural center. They grow hops and fruit and um, wine grapes. And there's so much potential there to, to just help the farmers and also maybe use it as an, a tourism draw. Um, and then civic engagement is something I'm personally passionate about, obviously, <laughs> the game and everything. The Yakima area has actually had some voter suppression um, issues. Their district lines are a little crazy. So, you know, just to get people engaged in the voting process, in the government process, would be a huge um, improvement for the area. And then education is another thing that I'm really passionate about. Our state has had some trouble fully funding education. And so this session, our legislators were able to do that and lower our property taxes, which is which is great. But there's still so much more investing and support that we can do um, specifically for technical schools and um, apprenticeship programs. That's I've heard that from Republicans and Democrats throughout the district that that would be great. There are jobs here, actually. We just need to train the people to be able to do them. And so to get involved in that would be really great. And then healthcare, of course, is such a priority. 
but it's also something that I believe the state is already on a path to forming their own sort of universal health care and or expanding Medicaid. So that's something that I can definitely help um, be a part of and also work on um, our mental health coverage and um, just support programs to reduce costs. It's so expensive. Uh, rural areas especially are hit hard. So those are kind of my my priorities. But again, we have a listening tour in April, and I really just want to hear from the people because my passion is represent, representing the people. And so uh, I want to talk to them and hear what they need and what they want so I can, I can do the best job for them. What do you do on a listening tour? So we're really just going to stop at seven different places around the district, me and this other candidate, and we're going to introduce ourselves but we're really going to try to keep it a listening tour where the people that are there have time to share with us the issues that they face, maybe even some solutions that they have, some ideas, um, and what they what they think our state should do in the future, um, whether that's stopping something or starting something. You know, we've heard a lot about. Um, guns recently because of the ch- the kids that are that are out there fighting and that's great in a more rural district I really want to hear from the people to see what kind of policies um, they support because you know we hear statistics that 80 percent of Americans believe in the assault weapons ban well I'd love to to hear that from people and kind of support support them in this kind of common sense policies instead of fueling this divide that's that's happening. Okay, cool. So I got one last question. What is one piece of advice you have for a woman who might be thinking about running for office? Well, first I say do it. <laughs> I'm, I really am passionate about encouraging and training women to run for office. There's a Columbia Gorge Women's Action Network that I'm a part of here that that's kind of my role. And I say, you know, get get started on that that list of people that can support you and help you and start meeting with them and get their advice and get them on board early. (laughs) You know, I, and my advice to any candidate is to do as much as you can before filing. Cause once you file, um, you know, time, time is the, the biggest asset. So, but yeah, women, you can do it. You should do it. Yeah. We need you. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was great. And that's it for today. Thanks to Sasha Bentley for chatting with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at SashaForState.com. She's also on Facebook and Twitter at SashaForState. And while you're already over there on Twitter, you should find and follow this podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. And you can help other people find the show by going to iTunes and giving an awesome review. Don't forget to check out today's sponsor, datadiva.net, and let her know that you're a friend of the pod. That's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.